Hey everyone, today's Board Games Daily episode is powered by our good friends at Brother Wise Games. Check out their latest offering, Call to Adventure. You can pre-order it now by going to brotherwisegames.com slash store. That's right, brotherwisegames.com slash store, where you can pre-order your copy, which will be shipping very, very soon. That's right, check it out, Call to Adventure, Craft Your Hero, Claim Your Destiny. Today's episode is also powered by Perplexed Games. Check out Roll and Write on Kickstarter right now. It's a game of rolling, writing, and erasing to get special abilities. The link is in the show notes, but you can check it out from now until March 29th on Kickstarter. Get in on this one. It's only 29 bucks. Again, that's Roll and Write from Perplexed Games. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Board Games Daily. I'm Jeremiah Isley. Thanks for joining us. Want to give a big shout out before we go any further to our new presenting sponsors for today's show. Glad to have those folks on board. Thanks to Brotherwise Games and for Roland Wright from Perplexed Games. Appreciate you guys being a part of what's going on here. Uh, that's just super, super cool. Really appreciate that. We've got a cool show coming up for you today, including uh, we got some more opinions on this week's cage fight, which, man, it's a doozy. <laughs> we got Settlers of Catan going up against Carcassonne. So get in there. Go out there to uh, Board Games Daily on Twitter. Get your vote in. It's pinned right at the top. Just go check it out there. And uh, what else do we have? Oh, it's Wednesday. That means we'll be introducing a new topic. So Firestone's going to bring that to us. And who knows what other kind of crazy hijinks is going to take place. <laughs> There's going to be shenanigans, I'm sure of it. Anyway, we're going to get into this one. Thanks again for tuning in to Board Games Daily. Let's uh, let's get going. Let's, let's stop talking about the show and do the show. Here we go. This one is fresh off the game table. It's time for more board game buzz as Board Games Daily gives you a first impression of the latest games to hit our tables. Hey everyone, it's Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyofGames.com, coming to you with a first impression of Root. I've been waiting to play this game, finally got my hands on a copy, and we were actually able to play really quickly as soon as I got it. So uh, we played last night with three of us, so one was the Cats, one was the Airy, and I was the Woodland Alliance. And this is an asymmetric war game. It is a cute anthropomorphic theme with bright colors and adorable little wooden figures and it's a war game <laughs> it looks so super cute but don't make any mistake you are out for blood so it's completely asymmetrical we don't know about the vagabond because we didn't play with it but all three of them played completely differently the cats start spread out all over the map there's only one clearing of the 12 that they don't control they're spread out over the map, and they have to build things. They have to create wood. They have to build their buildings, they, and they get victory points for doing that. And they're everywhere. The airy are the birds, and they start in one corner, and they're slowly making their way out. 
they're very powerful and aggressive. And, um, but they have a line of cards that they have to add to every turn. They can build, they can recruit, they can move, and they can battle. And every turn they have to add a card to this lineup. And if they ever can't follow through on their orders, like, oh, you have to battle in a mouse clearing. Well, if for some reason something happens and they're unable to do that, if any part of that action is they're unable to do, then there's a an overthrow of their leader. They lose victory points. The the leader card that gave them some kind of special ability is put aside and they get a different one and they kind of have to back off again and start over a little bit. So they're super aggressive but kind of fragile and everyone on the at the table can see what they can do and so you want to keep them in check. You go, "Oh, they have they have to be able to move out of a rabbit area." So if I run in there and uh, battle him there and take him out, he can't move from that rabbit area and it'll screw him over in addition to the fighting. So anyway, lots of nuances there. And then as the Woodling Alliance, I was kind of quietly moving around and building up support. Hey, the Woodland creatures don't want the cats or the birds to take over. They want to self-govern or whatever. And so you're kind of building up these sympathetic clearings and putting your, your warriors out and just slow, slowly spreading across the, the board. And you, you get supporter cards that allow you to do things. And anytime an enemy moves into one of your clearings, they have to give you a supporter card. And so they're actually helping your cause. And, and it, thematically, it's, you know, they're upsetting the people because of their strong arm tactics. And so, oh, I've gained a new supporter because of that. And so anyway, really interesting game. We all loved it. There was a slight hiccup. And we fully believe that this is due to us playing for the first time. But there are cards in it called the favor of the foxes or favor of the mice. There, there's one for each of the three different kinds of quote-unquote suits in the game. And if you control three clearings of that, then you um, play this card and it's, it wipes out everything. Every other piece in those clearings and the person gets victory points for them. So this person went from, they were, they were still tied for first with me, and then they just, whoop, one, in one turn, they won with this card. So we're like, ah, that seems like an aberration. Now, obviously, if so some, one person didn't know those cards were in the game. I literally got that card on the first turn and didn't have any context for what it meant, so I had ditch, ditched it earlier. And so um, really, if we had known about those cards earlier, we wouldn't have allowed that to happen. So there are certainly things that are we would do next time differently. And even aside from that, there are things we would play differently. The mice needed to be more aggressive and I needed to spread out a little bit more and you know just things like that. So I'm anxious to play this game again. It was super fun, very asymmetrical. And unlike, you know, you play games with different factions and things like that and you're often like, oh, that was cool and fun. Now I want to play this other one and then I want to play this other one. But this one, I do want to play the other ones, but I also want to play mine again to play it better. So... Root was really fun and it lived up to my expectations of how, you know, all the hype that it's getting seems justified. It's great. I can't wait to try the expansions and just everything about it. super cool game. Check out Root from Leader Games. Talk to you later. Bye. You can be more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today.
Hey everyone, Firestone here with Board Games Daily, coming to you with our topic of the week. And this week's topic was actually inspired by us playing Root last night. Got Root from later games, and I knew I knew about Root, so this wasn't the surprise. But I was playing it thinking, if somebody just bought this game, they would be totally surprised and taken aback by the fact that it is a cute adorable game with bright colors and these little adorable wooden pieces with cute eyes on them and the little mice look so innocent and the cats look evil but still cute and you know there's just this just beautiful artwork and anthropomorphic animals and all this great stuff but at its heart root is a in your face no holds barred war game period and so I feel like if somebody just bought Root and then played it, they'd be like, oh, wow, this is not at all was that what I was expecting. I did expect it. So that's not my, my question or my answer. But what game is, did you play thinking one thing about it and playing it and realizing, oh, this is something completely different? And for me, it was Legends of Andor. This is by Cosmos. And I just expected it to be, based on everything I looked at it, everything I saw, the monsters, the heroes, all this stuff, I expected, expected it to be kind of a dungeon crawler. Maybe not as deep as something like Descent, no pun intended, but just uh, going around and fighting things and a dungeon crawler. But really, once we got into it, we realized, oh, this is a puzzle game with a fantasy dungeony monster theme. Every turn you're trying to figure out, okay, these guys are going to move here and that person can move there. And it's a puzzle. You have to figure out what is the best way to keep this thing from happening. And I only have so many turns. And if I do, it's just a big puzzle. And you could, you could argue that a lot of games are puzzles, but I fully expected to go into it with it being a dungeon crawler and to find out that it was a puzzle game was in some ways disappointing, but in other ways, really exciting because I have plenty of dungeon crawl games. I have actual role-playing games. I have Gloomhaven. I have, you could argue that Gloomhaven is not a dungeon crawler, but um, I have Descent. I have, I have plenty of games in that space, and so I don't need another one. So having one that's a thematic puzzle game, my kids love fantasy themes, so that just helped bring them in. And then my youngest is just super into those kind of games, puzzle games. He will stand there over a board and kind of work out and he'll come up to me, dad, dad. Okay. I figured out what we have to do in that, in that game. And I'm like, buddy, I'm in the middle of working. Can we talk about this later? But he has looked over the game, figured out what we can do and then made a plan and then comes and tells me what it is. And I love that. So my surprise game, the game I expected one thing and got another was legends of Andor. And this was all brought about by me playing root last night. So let us know what your game is in that space, what surprised you, what um, didn't meet your expectations, could be in a good way or a bad way. Let us know. We'll talk to you later. Have a great day. Bye. AJ here, chiming in on the game night cage fight, uh, Carcassonne versus Catan. And I love both of these games. They are both still in my collection. Um, and unfortunately... Neither of them get played as often as I would like, but they have gotten plenty of play. Uh, these boxes have wear and tear on them, and I played the heck out of them. And every now and then, they reemerge. I probably play each of these games probably about twice a year, I would say, that they come out. So, which one's my favorite? Well, this is a tough decision. I like them both a lot, but I like Substance 
more than I do uh, simplicity sometimes. Uh, and this is the case with these two games. Um, I, I, I want the substance of Catan over Carcassonne. Carcassonne with its expansions and Catan with its expansions both have a lot more to offer and a lot more to discuss if you want to go that route. But if you're going base game, and that, that's what I'm talking here, I love the substance of Catan. I love that there's the... Um, there's the, the, the resource management, the trading aspect of the game. I like there's the dice rolling. I like the building mechanism. Um, I like gaining the cards that can help you. Uh, the, I think they're called advancement cards. I can't remember anymore. <laughs> um, but I, I, like, I like that there's just more going on in Catan. What I don't like about Catan is the dice rolling without mitigation. And it, it would. I don't know if there's a way, and maybe there is an, an expansion. It, it would probably break the game if there was mitigation because the game is based around where you build. Um, so I, I don't know if there was dice mitigation, how that would affect the game. If it was like different players could do it or maybe only players could do it on their turn um, for territories they control. I don't know. That's the only thing I don't like about Catan is... There is no dice mitigation. And so if you're just having a really crummy game, you're having a really crummy game. But the same thing can be said about Carcassonne too. If you just keep pulling road tiles and road tiles and road tiles and road tiles and other people are pulling city tiles and being able to farm those and you keep trying to crack in on farming and all you're doing is building roads and trying to farm, you run out of your meeples too fast and you're getting half the points everybody else is getting by building ro- because you're building roads. And this again, this is base game. So, I mean, I just think, you know, both games have their have their brokenness to them. Uh, it's luck of the draw with Carcassonne and it's luck of the dice with, uh, with uh, Settlers of Catan. So, I like Settlers of Catan more. I like that there's just more substance to it. Um, but, heck, I love both of these games, and they're both still in my collection. But we want to hear from you. Make sure you check us out on Twitter. Make sure you uh, place your vote there. Or you could always call in, too. We'd actually love to hear your voice and see what you think. That's it for now. Check you later. Well, that's going to do it for another episode of Board Games Daily. We've got more coming at you Friday, so just come on back, including I'm going to have a little conversation with Cole Worley, the designer of Root that Scott just talked about earlier in the show. So you want to come back for that. Uh, Also want to remind you, hey, that contest is almost over. The Tiny Epic Contest will end tonight. If you're listening on Wednesday uh, of March 6th variety, (laughs) tonight at midnight, the contest ends, and you can no longer enter to win those $300 worth of Gamelin games. Um, so all the Tiny Epic games that currently exist in their deluxe format, plus the Game Hall bag, it's a big, big prize. It's a cool, cool contest from our good friends at Gamelin Games. Want to give them a big shout-out for that. They are super awesome folks. And uh, also, today is the last day you can get in on their Tiny Epic Tactics Uh, kickstarter as well so go check that out on kickstarter all right i'm gonna get out of here for now come back on friday for more board games daily for my co-hosts aj skifstad and scott firestone i'm jeremiah isley saying today yes today is a good day to play a game 
Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.